It's time for another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. I'm Kurt. I'm Steve. And we are back in the studio with a full show. Lots to cover today. And you know, one of the things we're going to do today, Steve, we're going to do several things. I got some shout outs. I got some local stuff to talk about. But we're going to get back to our roots. We're going to talk about some films and some movies and some TV. We're going to cover a little bit of everything. You know, you know I want to start. I want to tell you. And I'm saying I want to tell you, but you already know about it. Yes, I do. We saw a cool band last night. And I say it's a band, but it's actually one guy. His name was Chase Saunders. And if you go to our Instagram, I put a little video up of him. So I want to give a quick shout out to Chase Saunders. He's one of these guys that just has a guitar and a backing track. And he played everything from blues to disco, didn't he? Uh, two and a half hours nonstop. Nonstop. Never took a break. And we were in a local pub here. Um, and again, go on our Instagram and check him out. I have like a one-minute video but of him playing a little blues, a little, a little blues tune. But go check him out. And we had a good time last night. And he's at uh, Molly Malone's next week in, yeah. in Covington? Covington, yeah, Covington. I think it's Covington, Molly Malone's. Yeah, shout out to Molly Malone's. That's an Irish pub. They have good food, too. I'm hoping so. Yeah, but uh, check out Chase Saunders. And like his sign said, it's Chase with a C, not an S. So it's like C-H-A-C-E. I didn't notice Saunders. That. Yeah, he had that written on his little sign up there. But he was good. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing him around town. I'll put him in my rotation. There you go. Yeah, we'll have to see him. But go on over to our Instagram page Groupies. and you can see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To our Instagram page and you can see a short video of Chase playing. So... That was fun to actually get out and get out and, 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 and see some live music, which I haven't done since last year, since all of this shutdown started. Yeah, I don't think we've been out either. I mean, I literally haven't been out of the house. That's I've been it. in the closet. Oh! oh. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> but, I wanted, but I wanted to give him some acknowledgement um, because we really enjoyed it. So what else is going on, Steve? We did the Super Bowl last time. Right. And I ended up 8-2 and two in my book. Right, right. So, would have won us tons of money, but uh, didn't put any money on it. So. Oh, speaking of winning tons of money, I get something from the fabulous El Cortez uh, Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Fremont Street. Our favorite place. Our favorite place. I get something from them. Uh, I just got a little note from them the other day. They have a new high rollers room out there. Which well, which means nothing to us. Nothing but. to us. We won't be there. We can watch. <laughs> we can watch it from there. Right next to the nickel room. That's where we are. <laughs> right. And that's high rollers. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, we, yeah. So, um, um, can't wait to get back out there. We're already planning our Vegas trip. We're hoping that the Bengals are playing in Vegas when we're out there. That's our hope. Oh, oh yes. We know they're playing the Raiders, but... And we know it's a way, but we don't know what the schedule yet. It hadn't lined up yet. No, it hadn't lined up so, for but us. But if you are a Bengal fan, big news. We're getting new uniforms. Yeah. New uniforms for this year. 
about time. But we'll keep the helmet. Yeah. The iconic win. striped helmet. It's only iconic if you win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Nothing's iconic until you win. But we, we are going to win. Yeah, we this can't year. wait. We say that every year. I saw a uh, video of Joe Burrow doing leg exercises. I did too. The I other saw day. That. Yeah. But he's so, way, you know, ahead of schedule. He's way ahead of schedule. But, you know, nowadays, since people are limited to go out, you do a lot of uh, binge watching. And I watched a couple of things, binge watched a couple of things that, that I thought were pretty entertaining. One was uh, Good Girls. You ever see Good Girls? No. Good Girls is really good. It uh, stars Christina Hendricks. And um, it's about these women that uh, start robbing places to make ends meet. That's the simple version of the story. But um, it wasn't there a movie with the uh, I think it was different. Yeah, I think it was yeah. yeah, I think it was a little different. It was different than this. But it's pretty good. If you can find it on you can find it on Netflix, you can find Good Girls. That was pretty entertaining. And now I'm watching Dead to Me with Christina Applegate. That's pretty good, too. I like her. Yeah, that's pretty fun to watch. It's her in a different, you know, you're so used to seeing her as Kelly Bundy 100 years ago. Now she's obviously all grown up. But, yeah, I'm enjoying Dead to Me as well. How old is she? I don't know. Got to be in her 50s, you think? You would think, yeah. But I don't know. I didn't get that deep into it. But And the last one I just finished watching was Imposters. Imposters. That's another good one. So I just wanted to give you guys three good ones to watch. Imposters, Dead to Me, and Good Girls. And we may take a deep dive into one of those here in the upcoming episode, but um, but a quick dive, a short dive, a shallow dive is uh, watch those three if you're looking for something to binge. They're pretty good. Now, of course, what I'm waiting on starts. We're taping this on a Sunday. So what I'm waiting on starts tonight. Cause oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I know exactly yeah, what you're saying. I'm still into The Walking Dead. I know a lot of people jumped off. It's going to be Lawrence Welk. Well, I have those on. I have the DVDs of Lawrence Welk. The Walking Dead. Do you have last year's episode, last one? Watch. I rem- no, I remember it already. Yeah, I already refreshed my memory. So. Yeah, I, I got it. So I'm going to watch it tonight before I watch The Walking Dead. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm one of those that never gave up on it. There were some good seasons and bad seasons or slow seasons. I get it, but I never cashed in. I was always with them. I think I told you that the, the series ends in 2023. Right. Um, but I think last year is the last year, but they're going to pick some episodes over the 2023. Mm-hmm. And then uh, start something new. Yeah, it's time for that to wrap up. I, I can see that. They probably need to clean the slate and get a whole new group of people. I, Yeah, it, it, it's run its course. I mean, there's only two that I can remember. Two original characters from the very first. Um, Daryl. Daryl and Carol. Uh, Carol. Well, Daryl's not even, eh, he's kind of original. Well, you know what? But Carol is original from original. From the very first episode. First episode, he wakes up in a hospital. In the first episode, does he eventually find his wife? Right. At that campground? Yeah, you're talking about Rick. Rick. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Carol was at the campground. Yeah, Carol was already there. But Daryl wasn't. I should no. say from the first season. 
Yeah, Daryl Daryl was with Merle, his his brother. Yeah. But no, Carol was at the campsite because her husband was abusive. Yeah. Yeah, remember that? She he she had an abusive husband. But I think everybody at that campsite is gone. Except Carol. I think everybody at that campsite is gone. Mm-hmm. And Daryl came in, came in during that season. Mm-hmm. But not because he was a bad guy. Because remember, they left his brother handcuffed to the roof. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was like a white supremacist or something. But yeah, he. Um, but I think Carol is the only original person because she was there from day one. Well, if we talk season one, mm-hmm. Daryl would be here, right? I'm sure he was in he season one. He was there in one. season one, and then we just got a glimpse of Maggie later. She in season one or two? No, uh, I don't know if she was in season one, but Glenn, Glenn and Rick were the first two people. Because remember, um, Rick went into town, rode the horse into yeah. town, yeah, and he got in the um, tank. He got trapped in the tank. Yeah, and Glenn called him on the radio. I remember that. Yeah, so. So yeah, if I if I remember in the sequence of events right, but but um, uh, uh, yeah, because it was um, what was his name? Was it Shane, the well, chief now, deputy? Now Shane might have been in it season one. Yeah, because in they a were flashback. At, well, I think I think Shane was already at the campsite. Yeah, but he might have been in it in a, in a flashback, right? Well, from the very beginning. Yeah. Because they, they were on a traffic stop. Isn't that what happened? If uh, I'm remembering right, Shane and Rick was on a, were on a traffic stop, and Rick got shot or injured somehow. Yeah, somehow he got injured. And then he went into the coma, and that's when everything broke out. If, yeah, I rem- if I'm remembering right. Yeah, yeah, if I'm remembering right. You know what I never was really clear on was how long he was unconscious. I was never really clear on that. He was unconscious long enough for Jane to start fucking his wife. <laughs> well, he was only out for like three days. Yeah. He was he was out that long for the little guy to recognize Shane as his father, his daddy. So he must have been out for a while. But it, but let's just say he was out for two months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about when he gets up out of bed and he can walk? He can stumble. No, oh, I know. But he can walk. And then all of a sudden, he just walks. Right, I know. He just hopped. You know? Well, that's what made me think. Maybe he was only out for like a week. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I really that's don't know. That's an awful short time for Lori Grimes to be jumping in bed with Shane. <laughs> well, of course, she didn't know. No, she thought he was dead. Everybody else was dead. Yeah, but see, no, now hold on a minute. Now hold on a minute. Okay? She didn't know that he was dead. She just knew he was in a coma in the hospital. Yeah, but I mean, but, it was. But she assumed it was reasonable. The, it, yeah, but wouldn't you? Okay, okay. Let's just say there was a tornado. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was in a coma. Right. Okay. And the hospital was hit by the tornado. Right. That's it. You just assume I'm dead. <laughs> well. Well. When you, when you come to the hospital, but, but, see. Well, but here's the difference. Me? But here's the. Well, but here's the difference, though. <laughs> so you must have been out for a. He must have been out for a long. Here's the difference. If the 
hospital was hit by a tornado. Tornado hits the hospital and moves on. Okay. So, yes, I would come down to see if you were okay. Right. But if there was a bunch of other tornadoes hanging around the hospital, <laughs> dropping down at random periods, uh, I'm not coming down there. But you and, that's, would, and that's what happens with the zombies. It's like, well, I ain't going down there. It has to be a longer time. Because remember, they were all in the parking lot. Yeah. There was tons of them in the parking lot. Right. I mean, so they had to kill all of them. Right. All those people had to be dead. Either that or they were um, staff. Right. They got bit. Right. Um, there was a helicopter in the parking lot. The right. The National Guard was there. So it had to be a long time. So why didn't Rick start? <laughs> you know, Rick is... And that's the end of the matter. Rick is very resilient. <laughs> Rick starves to death. Or at least, you can go 30 days without food. Right. He at least. Yeah, but I think you can only go two weeks without water. Even less than that. Yeah. So he is. Uh, he's in a, I'm done watching this show. It makes no <laughs> sense whatsoever. So just for clarity, you're okay with a virus turning people into flesh-eating zombies, but not the fact that Rick can walk as soon as he gets out of the coma. Well, the flesh-eating zombies can happen. <laughs> right. We all know that well, you that could happen that long without right. food or water. Right. So, enough of that. that, that that's the finish. I'm not watching anymore. I'm going right to Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, because on the Fear of the Walking Dead, Morgan kills the zombies with a stick. Yes. Instead of it, and literally saying, I don't want a gun right. to kill zombies. Right, right. He doesn't want a knife or anything. He just wants a tree branch, and he can kill up everybody. And if, you, yeah. and, if you, and if you're getting up to date on that, he's now doing it with the use of one arm because the other one's injured. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah, cause he can, but he can fight him with one arm. Morgan can do anything. He's got superpowers. But speaking of movies, you have, you have what, movie quotes is what you have? No, I have uh, what we thought about this. Because we go through different people, through different stuff. This is Mental Floss. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mentalfloss.com. Yes. And they listed their 50 movies mm-hmm. of all time that I'm not sure if it's they say you must see mm-hmm. or are there 50 best. I think it is you must see. So this is Mental Floss's 50 must-see movies. And I'm going to do five. Top 50 through 42. Okay. All right. Number 50. Number 50. Casablanca. Okay. Have you ever seen it? Several times. 1942. Mm-hmm. So this stars Humphrey Bogart. I mean, big cast. Mm-hmm. Ingrid Bergman. Mm-hmm. Here's one. Claude Rains. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Who's Claude Rains? What's Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. Sure. Peter Lorre. Mm-hmm. And Dooley Wilson. I don't know Dooley Wilson. Sure you do. That's Sam. Oh, oh, okay. Sam is Dooley Wilson. Now, this is set during World War II, so if you've seen the movie, it's real dark. Yeah. It's a real dark movie. All right. Uh, but, uh, should it Should it be on the list at 50? 
think it should be higher. Really? Yeah. Well, you should wait to see the rest of them. Yeah. Is it too far? Is it too far removed now? What year did it come out? 1942. Okay. But I think these should be the movies you need. To give you a foundation. Yeah. Okay. But some movies don't get, come off the list mm-hmm. um, way in the future. Five shows from now. Mm-hmm. And I'll just throw this out. When we do number two, it's The Godfather. Okay. That's 73. So is that too far removed? We don't know. Maybe for this generation. I'm going to watch Casablanca again. Uh, but anyway, it's set during World War II. If you're not familiar, it also gives you a history lesson. And I think I say this right. I always want to say this. But mm-hmm. It's set in uh, Morocco, mm-hmm. which is during the Vichy, Vichy, I think, V-I-C-H-E. They reigned. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know this. I saw this on a history channel, mm-hmm. which was very interesting. When France was under... Nazi occupation. Mm-hmm. You know, the resistance would fight France. Right. The French own Morocco. Right. And they set up a uh, leader in Morocco, the president, and it was all French territory. And they were pro Nazi. Mm-hmm. So you have the French that are pro Nazi mm-hmm. in Morocco and the French that are anti Nazi. Right, but uh, it, it, which is kind of, you know, it's even all French citizens. Anyway, so this was the backdrop for Casablanca. Yeah, yes, yes. It, was that was that Humphrey Bogart's best role? The African Queen. Yeah, I it, thought that too. The African role, Queen, which I didn't see on the list, which should be on the list. Yeah, but maybe we ought to do Humphrey Bogart movies because a lot of people. Mm-mm. But I think African Queen was his best role. Um, now, it did win the Academy Award mm-hmm. for Best uh, Picture. Right. And if you've seen it, it's it's very good. I recommend you see it. Now, there is one thing in it that people don't understand, and they get it wrong all the time. Right. When Bogart turns to uh, Sam, the piano player, Everybody says, and they say it from now, play it again, Sam. Right. That line was never mentioned in the movie, ever. Ingrid Bergman comes in and she says, play it once for old time's sake, Sam. Hmm. That's the, that is the line. Wonder, never play it again, Sam. wonder how that got uh, misconstrued. Because Bogey never said anything like that, right? No. no. I don't think James Cagney. Thing he says at the very end, Play it, play it for me like you played it for her last time. That's the last line. That's the last line of the movie, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't think James Cagney ever said "you dirty rat" either. But that's another I story. But I don't think he did. I don't think he ever said that. I can't, uh, can't. Uh, I don't know. remember. That was always the impression. You dirty rat. Yeah. Oh, but I don't yeah. think he ever said that. But Casablanca is has to be. I've seen it many times. Yeah, me too. Because, you know, a long time ago, before cable, yeah. these movies came on like twice a year. Oh, yeah, and you waited for them. And you waited for them, right. Now, number 49, I've never seen. Okay. Now, this is according to Mental Plus. Once Upon a Time in the West, 1968, 
Now, I, I think I'm going to watch it because it has Henry Ford, Jason Robards, uh, Charles Bronson. Big hitters. Now, this is a spaghetti western. And what it takes place, it is a land battle with the railroad. Right. Over a certain area. But the reason I want to see it is Henry Fonda plays a bad guy. And that didn't happen a lot. No, huh? I believe I've seen that. I get all of those old westerns confused. You know what I mean? Because I've seen so many old westerns. I get them confused. But I think I've seen that. What year was it? 1968. You know, they were making westerns all the time when yeah. I was a kid. Now, yeah. I'm 60. When I was a kid, we would go to the cinema when I was 10, 11, 12, and John Wayne, it was John Wayne after John Wayne movie. What's your favorite John Wayne western? I like John Wayne when he is kind of comical and uh, serious in a movie. And I like the Sons of Katie Elder mm-hmm. with Dean Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, because and, and I like to see Wayne, John Wayne get into a fight every mm-hmm. once in a while. Mm-hmm. Big Jake's good, too. Mine is the man who shot Liberty Balance. Yeah. John, John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart, and Lee Marvin. That's heavy hitting. Yeah. And I forgot the lady's name. Sorry, but I forgot her name. But um, those the, that that is my favorite John Wayne movie. Uh, Even more than True Grit and all that. That was oh, my favorite. Oh, I forgot about True Grit. Oh, yeah. yeah True Grit is, uh, that that's that's my favorite. I forgot about that. Even mine is still, I even have Man Who Shot Liberty Valance queued up on my Hulu. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I forgot about True I mean, mm-hmm. just the... Uh, That's big talk for a one-eyed fat man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that had... Um, what's his name? Who's the main bad guy? Uh, he was... Um, he played the, the lawyer from in The Godfather. Oh, Bobby D. No, uh-uh. No? Um, yeah, Robert Duvall? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We were talking about De Niro... Earlier today, yeah. so when I said Bobby D, he's yeah. probably no I, meant, no. I meant Robert Duvall. Yeah, he yeah. played the bad guy. He's Glenn Campbell was in that. You know his only line, and that was, "Hi everybody, I'm Glenn Campbell." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, the remake was pretty good. Oh, with Bridges? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, you know that was that was, and you know I'm not a remake person, but that was actually really good. I have to admit, that was really good. Usually I skip remakes, but that remake was good. Because the Coen brothers did, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I remember the line, they had him on the uh, stand. Mm-hmm. And they had him up there for murder, right. even as a sheriff. Right. Because he had shot two guys. And, right. Uh, the defense counsel, or the prosecutor, was prosecuting him. Did you have to shoot him ten times? And he said, all the bullets I had. <laughs> right. He was all drunk, up. <laughs> so once upon a time in the West, also for a Henry Fonda movie, mm-hmm. Big Hand for a Little Lady. Yep, I remember have, that. Have you seen that? Yep. I just watched that the other night. Oh, yeah? That Big Hand for a Little Lady, if you get a chance to watch that, the ending is like the crying game. Oh, yeah. But Henry Fonda don't pull his shrank. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not, Henry. Yeah. If it was Peter Fonda, he might have done that. 
Yes. All right, number 47 on the list. No, this would be 48. Oh, 48 on the list. I'm sorry. I I have never seen this. And, and this is something that I think is a younger generation thing. Mm-hmm. And I probably wouldn't put it 48 on the list mm-hmm. because I got to see what they let off left off the list. So we can't scratch right. things off to the end. Right. Number 48 is Grave of the Fireflies in 1988. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never heard of that I've never movie. heard of it either. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 100%. I'm going to be honest. This is one I... This it is one I here, don't know. I don't know this movie. I, I never heard of it. It says here, first of all, it's an animation movie. Oh, oh well. Well, now hold on a minute. I'm out. They list it as the greatest war film of all time. I don't know it. Supposedly, it takes place in Japan at the end of World War II and how two siblings survived the atomic bomb Hmm. and how they go around, I guess, eating whatever, you know, just surviving the atomic bomb before they surrender. Right. I mean, it sounds interesting if it was a regular movie. Right. I'm not much into animation movies. Right. Um, so. I, saw, I don't, uh, you know what? I've never heard of this never movie. Never heard of it either. I was, I just read about it a little bit while you were doing that. And uh, I have never heard of this movie. But they got it. As I guess 40. I should watch it. I can tell you this. They got it as 48 on the list. And um, I think it's going to be knocked off. It would be knocked out by me, but apparently it's really good. But I, but you know, as soon as you said animation, I went, uh oh. Yeah. And you know what my thing with animation is? I don't. Uh, you know, this is gonna sound stupid, but I don't see the point. You, you know what I mean? I, I'm not talking about children's animation. I, I mean, I get that it's a cartoon. I understand that, but like this movie here, oh, why not just make the movie with actors? Why does it have to be animated? So I'm not really into animation. I mean, I get it. Frozen and what was that other one that was real big? What are they looking for? Nemo, Finding Nemo or yeah. something. I can't watch any yeah, of those. I did see all those when I was when I was a kid. Well, that's different. But yeah, you know, if I if I think car- cartoons, I think Bugs Bunny. My cartoon starts starts and stops with the Bugs Bugs Bunny universe. Well, that, that's true. I mean, I don't want to see, what was that other one? That's, you know, it seems like every, what was that, Ratatouille and and all that, all those. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're all good and they're great, but I don't want to see a cartoon. But this sounds, sounds yeah, like I, sounds I, like I have yeah, to see this. I think I might too. All right, let's go to number 47. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 95. Have you seen it? Uh, I think I did, but I don't. I didn't remember it until I started reading it. Then I, I remember it, but it's only certain parts that I remember. Okay. Whiplash, 2014. What's that about? Okay, now it's got Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons in it. Do you remember this movie? I don't. Maybe. Okay. Simmons, he plays a music instructor. Oh, this is uh, 
About the drummer, I think. Yes. Oh, yes. I did see that. Yeah. I, I didn't remember that was the name. Oh, oh man, that's good. Yeah. Um, Simmons is kind of vicious in that. Yeah, he wins an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. In this. Yeah. Okay. He um, he said for all you people out there, he's the State Farm guy. No, he's the Allstate uh, guy. No, 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 not Allstate. Farmers. Farmers. Yeah, he's the farmers guy. We we know we we've seen this accident. Yeah. You know, yeah. He does that, and if you want to go way back, he was the uh, psychiatrist on uh, SVU. Yeah, and he was also he was the I think the white supremacist in Oz. Oh yeah, uh, you watch Oz? I used to. Well, oh, it was yeah. on. Yeah, Oz was good. He he he's one of the best character actors yes, out there. He is. But, but I forgot about, I forgot that the name of that movie was Whiplash. But but he's kind of brutal in this, isn't he? If I remember right. Oh, he's sadistic. Yeah. But it's his teaching form. I mean, he's just. You know what makes it so sadistic is because this new generation didn't realize that's the way our teachers were. <laughs> exactly. You know, they would just lay into you. Yeah. And scream at you. I remember in school, I went to a Catholic school. I went to Roger Bacon here. And I remember, and we had Franciscans. Mm-hmm. The, for everybody out there, don't know what the difference is. The Franciscans are the Friar Tucks. They wear the robes with the three knots. Mm-hmm. And I mean, these were big knots the size of baseballs. <laughs> and I mean, they're tied like sailor knots, so they, you know they're not coming <laughs> apart. They would walk by you if you were doing something wrong in class and hit you in the back of the head with the knot. Now, that was a time in the seventies where if they hit me with the knots, and I went home and told my my dad, my dad would hit me because there would be no reason for the priest not to hit me. I must have been doing something wrong. Okay. Nowadays, if they hit you, they would be sued, fired. The school board would be sued. Um, they would probably be crucified. I and mean, literally, the Franciscan would be crucified in the front yard and hung there. Um, but it was a different time. But he taught like some of my teachers. You know what? That never bothered me. I, matter of fact, you could tell they really cared. A lot of these teachers now, you can tell they don't really care. Just putting in a nine to five. Um, but it won. He won best academy, best supporting actor. Yeah, I forgot that was Whiplash. I I enjoyed that. That's, that's a heavy movie though. That's yeah, heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not one you walk out. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> Now, number 46 on the list. 46. 46. And that'll be our top five. That'll be our five. We'll do next week, 45 through 41. It's the Prestige. Did you see that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's always the discussion. Is the Prestige better than the Illusionist? And I like the Prestige better. I mean, we've got huge. No, let me see. If, oh, I was just gonna say I, I was trying yeah. to. Re- I could no, I couldn't remember who that guy was. Hugh Jackman. Yep. Scarlett Johansson. Yep. Even David Bowie. But didn't uh, hold on, man. Aren't you leaving one out? Another big Michael one? Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah. Um, I actually on uh, couldn't read his last name. I knew him, but I couldn't read his last name. Mm. 
Oh, Michael Caine is great in that. The Prestige. I don't remember him in this. Michael Caine? No. Oh. I'm going to tell you this guy. Andy Serkis. No. Do you remember him? No. Well, just think of somebody who was a contortionist, probably. Was he? I don't and remember. I don't remember him being in there. Man, that was good. Yeah. I, I, what is the three parts of the magic trick? The, 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 the promise? No, the pledge, the turn, and the prestige. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty good because it, it takes place in London. Mm-hmm. And you remember, like, they were partners. And right, they broke apart. Right, and trying to top each other, one one up each yeah. other constantly. Man, that was good. Yeah, that was. Um, now, 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 what? It, it won a couple Academy Awards. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Uh, not, you know. Let, let, okay, let's face it. It won for best cinema, cinematography, which is like me telling you, huh? I'm, I'm really not sure what that means. You know. It's the overall viewing. Uh, ah, what? What's the difference? The award for best production design. I can see that in that. Um, let's see. Because that was pretty elaborate. You know what I mean? I, I can see that. Oh, Scarlett Johansson also won the Teen Choice Award. Oh well, there you go. So, well, if she won the Teen Choice Awards, that means it was a thousand voters and nine hundred ninety nine of them were teenage boys, yes, <laughs> and they voted yes, for yes. and they voted for Scarlett Johansson. And then, let's see, two thousand seven, six. Was she playing? Uh, what's her name yet? Um, oh, good question. I'm not sure. Black Widow. I don't think so. I think that's no, too no, early. Yeah, I, I think that is. I think that's too early for Black Widow. You know, Steve, I'm not sure if that's too early for Black Widow. I'll tell you what. Why don't you look that up? Okay. So, Scarlett Johansson, we weren't sure if she had played Black Widow before this movie. But no, her first appearance was in uh, uh, Iron Man 2. And to tell you the truth, I don't really... Uh, remember what uh, no you know, See, pro- it was probably like a walk on well no before you get off yeah. recap the movie so we know where we are okay and we'll do this at, we'll do this every show yeah number 50 Casablanca Casablanca number 49 right. once upon a time in the west right Or you could do 48. 48. Grave of the Fireflies. Okay. Number 47, Whiplash. Mm-hmm. And number 46, Pacific. So if, you are, if you're in the house and you think, well, I have nothing to watch, we just gave you five shows to watch in, in your, in, out of and 50. Send us something so next week we can uh, read your letter on the mail. Or on the... Yeah. Not yes, Steve. Yeah. yeah, we'll read your letter on the mail. Yeah, yeah. Or you could, or or you could use something like email or yeah, something. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Just, just but, but when you, but when you, when you letters, we like your letters. Right. But when you talk to Steve, you have to go down to the post office. I'm Sixty years old. Oh man, I wish I could find that clip where, you know. But anyway, hey, Steve. Yeah. 
There's a few people I'd like to mention uh, before we get out of here. Some people who have uh, always supported us, keep supporting us, and I just want to give them a mention before we go. Uh, one of the people I want to mention is another millennial reviewer. He's over in uh, Great Britain. He's one of our fans. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good guy to follow. You can follow all of these people on Twitter, and I'm sure you can find them in other places. Um, but um, I usually converse with him on Twitter. So check out another millennial reviewer. Obviously, he does a lot of movie stuff, and he does some commentary. He's a really good follow. So also check out uh, From the Philippines, good podcast from the Philippines, uh, Historia podcast. You have to check that out. Kim Gonzalez heads that up. Uh, Historia is I-S-T-O-R-Y-A. And then right here at home, of course, we have a Cincy fan talking. LP does that podcast. Yeah, remember him? To to that one, yes. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. It's a Cincy fan talking, and Cincy is spelled C-I-N-C-Y, and take that G off of talking, as he always says. So it's a Cincy fan talking. Great guy. He knows a lot about sports. We got to get him in here one day. Yeah, uh, maybe over the summer, we'll get him in. Maybe there. we can back and forth. Yeah, home yeah. and home and home. Home and Series. home. Yeah, yeah, there you, you know? go. And then, of course, the good work that the Slay Queens podcast continues to do. Uh, I always like listening to that podcast. Um, it's true crime. Oh, it's oh. true crime. Uh, so you need to you need to check them out. They uh, they do some good work over there, and they're always nice enough. All of these people are always nice enough to include us when they're talking about uh, talking about podcasts to listen to. So I wanted to make sure I gave them a shout. You know, it's not that many podcasts coming out of Cincinnati. I mean, indie podcasts, not like, you know, um, corporate. I mean, there's a few, but. Well, we're the number one. Oh, of course. The Core Extra Podcast is number one. Of course. In Cincinnati. Of course. Yeah, oh, you look, uh, it, it's written down. I wrote it down. You can read it. I you got it on my shirt. <laughs> right. You can read that anywhere. But, Steve, as you know, when I'm doing my 5K, usually on Mondays. Absolutely. Uh, when I'm doing my 5K, I like to do some reviews of podcasts. And oddly enough, I call it the 5K review. I like it. Yeah. I like it. It makes the time go by uh, when you're out there uh, walking or running. And, I'm look, I'm not like Usain Bolt on my, my 5K, you know. It's a very slow pace. But I came across some really good ones. And I did some reviews on Podchaser. You can go on our Podchaser page and check out the reviews I did on these guys, but uh, on these podcasts. But I want to mention them because they're really good. I want to mention just a few here. The first one is Black Cuban Coffee. Coffee time. Black Cuban Coffee podcast. You can reach them on Twitter at Black Cuban Cough, C-O-F-F. That's a good one. I like them. What's that about? So you said what it's about. Let me read you my Podchaser Review, I'll tell you. As advertised, the hosts cover a variety of topics in a straightforward and biting manner that makes the show easy to listen to. Fernando and Marquise have created a barbershop atmosphere that makes them easily relatable as they appeal to all audiences. All right. So it was a I did that review about thirty days ago and they're they're continuing to grow. So check them out. Black Cuban Coffee. Now are they from Cincinnati? No. They're not. They would be number two. It would be number two. Well, no. You had to put the Slay Queens and Cincy Fan Talking or tied for number two. Tied for number two. You're right. We are number one. Then the next one is uh, Curls and Sports. Curls? Uh, curls, like curly curls. hair. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
the Curls and Sports Podcast. And this is from New York-based sports journalist Erica Fernandez, who I've been following on my other account for years. Yeah, she's really good. She's uh, up in New York, and uh, she started her podcast. And she talks about sports, movies, entertainment, and social awareness. And she provides a unique take on each topic. Maybe we can get on her show. She's from New York. Right. If she paid our airplane fare to <laughs> yeah. come up, yeah, we can get on. And we'll, well but, charter her a frontier to come down here. Well, but wait a minute. We don't need her to pay that because we have the core extra oh, jet. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. We have the core extra jet. So if we want to go up on her show, we'll get on, we'll get on the jet yeah, and fly up there. To. Right. If we want to. So check out Erica Fernandez at Curls and Sports Podcast. That's a good one. Another one. Here's a new one that I listen to. It's called J's, the letter J's, J's Quick Three. Now, here's what the host does. What she does is she takes three topics and just riffs on them on each podcast. It's a pretty slick idea. She calls it J's Quick Three. And... um she doesn't do it just for shock value. Just like I said in my review, that's what stood out. I mean, it's really, it's really well thought out, and she provides her own take on uh, each topic, which is good. So, uh, and you can reach her on the Twitter, as us old folks say, at jboog for show. Now, let me spell that: J B O O G, the letter four, S H O. That's, that's pretty good. I like that. It is. It's yeah. a good podcast. You know, I really enjoy listening to I it. I like the, her letters. Yeah. And then the last one I want to tell you, well, no, I got two more. Another one is the Anomalous Fascination Podcast. This is pretty cool. Let me read you the review. It's all about unexplained phenomena, stories, and events. The show is brief and gives you just enough information and show notes to encourage you to dive deeper for yourself. Very well done and organized, making it a great podcast to subscribe to for this type of content. Make it part of your rotation. It's really he good. Explained. Yeah, he does these creepy stories, but he only does like a half hour. See, we could go on that. Yeah. We you could know. be unexplained 60, 260-year-olds. Not yet you, I understand. You don't want to be called that. Two 60-year-olds right. that decided late in life to do podcasts and knew nothing about it. Yeah, They'd you know. Unexplained. Yeah, you know that sounds riveting. <laughs> <laughs> who would want to? Who would want to miss that episode? Well, we're number one, right? So, no one wants to. Yeah, miss our who episode. who would who would want to miss that? <laughs> <laughs> I have one more to tell you about. Yes. This is called "But What Do I Know" podcast. Let me read you my review here about that. All these reviews are conveniently found on Podchaser, by the way. It's a very interesting podcast and covers a wide range of topics and oftentimes with guests. Unlike a lot of other interview type podcasts, this one sounds like you're listening to a conversation, which in turn makes you part of the conversation. So what you need to do is you need to get on, uh, but what do I know? Look it up. Get on that podcast. I mean, listen to that podcast and you can find them on Twitter at B-W-D-I-K podcast. So again, these are just some of the few people that support us and continue to support us, and I get a kick out of listening to their podcast, so I wanted to mention them. Get on there, subscribe, download, do everything you can to support these indie podcasts. 
I'm on it. On it. Well, Steve, I think this is the end of another riveting episode of the Core Extra Podcast. Now, like I always ask you, what did we learn today? We learned that we learned that mental floss goes in their top fifty movies. We did five of them, and two of them we've never even seen. Before. Never even. I've never even heard of that one. No, I don't we also learned that you can somehow be in a coma for an extended period of time and hop out of bed and walk and walk and ride a horse. Yeah. Which gives us a lot of yes, Joe Burrow. <laughs> because all he did was get his knee blown out. So he'd be able to walk and kill he's, zombies. He used to be running a marathon. He used to be running a marathon. That's the truth. So we also learned that if you're going to go out in Cincinnati or in the Cincinnati area, you have to check out Chase Saunders. Chase with a C, C H A C E Saunders, who will be appearing at Molly Malone's in Kentucky next Saturday. Covington, Kentucky. Covington, Kentucky. Be there. You have to check out Chase Saunders. The dude was good. I don't think I've ever heard anybody play blues and disco in the same. No, I know, and he was pretty good. Wasn't he? he was pretty good at it. I've never. I wish he would play more blues though. Well, maybe we can ask for requests. Seems like he knew every single song. He knows every song ever written. Yeah, I, I, I wish he. When you see one guy with a guitar, I immediately think blues. Yeah. You know, not BGS, but he did it. Country. And country, he did country. country. Yeah. He did. He did a little bit of everything. Yeah, he did. He did it all, and and some of it was uh, he did Johnny Cash. Did Johnny so he Cash. did sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. Yeah, he did. And. Maybe That's we'll good. put in a request. Right. Yeah. Maybe we'll get him in the studio. Get him in here and we'll we'll call out songs and see if he can play them right off. I'm the sure if we put enough in that tip jar, he'll be <laughs> yeah. here yeah. no matter what. But I think next week as a treat, we'll we'll try to do a little one on one with Chase. Let me let me end this Chase thing with one more thing. I had never seen this before. And this shows you how old I am. He actually, on his tip jar, you could leave money or you could Venmo the money. I know. I thought that was cool. But that's I've pretty cool. I've never seen that before. I'm glad you brought that up because that's pretty cool. I've never seen that. No. You and, know. And, and the reason I bring that up is because people out there have never really seen Kurt. But you can Venmo money to the Corex podcast <laughs> right. anytime you'd like. Core extra. Do we have a Venmo? <laughs> I don't think we do, but we will. We should after the day. We will after the day have a Venmo account. Core extra. C O R X T R A. All right. Well, that concludes right, we today's episode. We had a good time. Hey, get on social media, follow us, like, subscribe, download, and you can contact us at coreextrapodcast at gmail.com. And you can reach us on all social media platforms. And um, that concludes our show for today. I'm Kurt. I'm Steve. Thanks for, thanks for listening, everybody. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs>